0: Story I wanted to tell you about how many how many folks in here do you procrastinate when it comes to gift giving? All the men raise your hand. Okay, no, <laughs> I am terrible with that. Uh, you know, I many many Christmas Eves I've been scavenging through Dillard's or wherever the mall or whatever local business is open that's selling stuff, Craigslist, you know, whatever I can find to to get a last minute gift because I tend to wait um, until the very last minute. And so this year. It was kind of set up for me a little differently, and uh, the first Sunday in December, every Sunday in December, but the first Sunday in December, we uh, had a fundraiser for Haiti. And so each Sunday we had a little fundraiser out in the courtyard and um, you could buy something to support milk and honey and uh, but the first one was for Haiti and so there's a family in our church that um, lived in Haiti for for several years and served in Haiti and so they had these really cool gifts that you could buy like purses and jewelry maybe some of you got some of the gifts. And, uh, and, and so after service was over, uh, Caitlin, my, my wife, her, her mom came in and told me, hey, there's a, a really pretty purse out there that Caitlin really likes. Like she literally tried it on, almost walked it to her car. Like she really, you know, she wants this purse really bad. And, and so this would be a you know, good gift. And, and you know what I did, Right. I didn't walk out there and buy it. So they, you know, they they packed up. The family took all the purses back home with them, and I, I didn't buy the gift. And so a couple of days later, Caitlin's mom, this, the sweetheart that she is, uh, she sent me a picture of the purse. She's like, "This is the purse. Caitlin loved it. This this big brown leather purse, and she really wants it. It's she, you know, she loved it. And and uh, and so this is the purse. This is how you can buy it. You know, just teeing it up for me here." And you know what I did. I didn't buy the purse, okay? Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. I got busy that day. I don't know the surface up. Something happened. I got distracted. Pray y'all pray for me. And uh and then so like three weeks later, after you know, a couple of weeks after all of that, I got a text from the family that that buy the goods from Haiti and they're like, Hey, we sold all those big brown purses that your wife wanted. And if you want to get it in in time for her. You need to buy it like before, into business today kind of thing. And so finally, three reminders, I finally got the hint. This is not the story, though, for the innkeeper. You know who the innkeeper is? You ever wonder why Jesus was born in a manger, in a feeding trough, kind of with a bunch of shepherds and animals around because Mary and Joseph, his parents, were traveling through, and during that time, there was a, a king named Caesar Augustus, and so he was the, the leader of the Roman Empire, and he had this great idea to hire 87,000 IRS agents. And ta- no, no, he, 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 no he, he actually decided to, to take a census. <laughs> half of y'all like that, half of y'all don't, okay? It's all right. <laughs> we're just joking around. It's Christmas Eve. You can get you some eggnog when you get home, loosen up. And, um, and so he, uh, he decided to, to make everybody go back to their hometown and register where they were born. And so Joseph and Mary were on their way to, um, to going through Bethlehem on their way to Galilee and, and they needed somewhere to stay. And so Bethlehem on that night could have been compared to like Pensacola beach on Blue Angels weekend. All right, if you've been out here, you know it's, it's, if you don't have a room like right now, you're not going to get a room. Like As soon as the Blue Angels announced the date, everything books up, all the hotels, all the Airbnbs, right? And, and so Bethlehem was buzzing on this Christmas night. And here comes Mary and Joseph, and they just need somewhere to stay. And these are some sad verses in the Christmas story, and I want to read them for you, just two verses. It says, while they were there, the time came for Mary to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Now, I've never ran a hotel. I, have, I know some people that do. I know it's hard. If you run anything in this life, it's hard, right? If you teach a, a kindergarten baseball team, it's hard. And so I don't want to beat up on the innkeeper. But imagine it's, you know, Bethlehem, the weather is about the same as Pensacola. It freezes there. Their, their climate's the same as ours. So right now it's winter. Des, you know, December 25th would have been cold. It could have been as cold as it was the last couple of nights. And so here is this nine-month pregnant woman walking into the Hilton or whatever, walking into, you know, trying to find a place to stay, a hotel. It could have been an Airbnb. We don't know. And we really don't, it's just, it could have been a room and a home, it could have been a loft, there's really no details there, but somebody, somebody turned him away. How did that conversation go? Can you just for a moment, can we put ourselves in that story for just a minute? Joseph is trying frantically to find somewhere to spend the night in Bethlehem. He has no clue, I'm sure, about the prophecy in the Old Testament that Jesus would be born there. He's just trying to get to Galilee. And she was trying to get to, to Nazareth. And so he's just traveling through and he knocks on this hotel door and, and asks, is there anywhere that you can, my, my wife is nine months pregnant, but the baby's not mine. It's, it's, it, it's God's child. If someone knocked on your door tonight and said, hey, my, my, my wife's in the car, she's nine months pregnant. It's not my child, but it's God's baby in there. And can we, can we just sleep on the front porch? Can we sleep in a hallway? The innkeeper was just probably trying to keep the people in the in the inn safe. And then think about the other side of it. He's running a hotel, not a hospital. And she's about to give birth. Right? She is ready to, 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 to have this child. And so I don't want to beat up on the innkeeper, but the innkeeper... Missed his opportunity to have a place where God can come and be in his home. To, to be the one where the, the one that, that housed the Mary and Joseph where the Son of God would be born. And he missed his opportunity. And I think many of us still do. Because the miracle that happened in Bethlehem didn't just happen one time. There's a reason why it feels like there's something in the air every time this, when Christmas season rolls around. It, it's, it's a prophetic promise that was given thousands of years ago. It's not magic, it's, 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 I think it's the presence of God. And it reminds us that there was a moment in history 2,000 years ago where God showed up in this world for the first time And he walked around like a man and he walked around and he looked like one of us. And it's this moment, this Bethlehem experience is why you're here tonight. And I think that this happens in our lives over and over and over. And what I want to encourage you with is it's not the big, you know, we think God's going to write it on the wall or like he's going to paint it in the sky and clouds when he speaks to us, or there's going to be this loud trumpet and announcement. But look at the way he showed up in Bethlehem, unannounced, unnoticed, and more than likely the innkeeper, if we could talk to him tonight, he probably thought Joseph was a lunatic your, your wife is pregnant with God's child? Okay, bye. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he, like he probably thought this person doesn't know what they're talking about, but he, he didn't know what we know. And so how does God show up in your life? Well, I think he shows up in sunsets, conversations, nights like tonight, while you're fishing, while you're hunting, while you're getting ready for work in the morning, that morning commute, when you're picking the kids up from school, when we least expect him to show up just like he did in Bethlehem, he comes and he's knocking on our door. In Revelation chapter three, this is adult Jesus here speaking to us tonight. And he says these words, he says, I, here I am, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. And if you'll just open it up and let me in, I'll come and have a meal with you, I'll dine with you. And now God may not show up at your house and if somebody shows up at your house and says they're God, you may want to be careful, okay? <laughs> but he knocks on the door of our hearts. And he invites us to have this communion with him, to, to dine with him, that it's not about rules, it's not about regulation, that it's, it's more than that. And, and this I know, I know God has been knocking on your door. And it might be in a way that you just didn't expect, and it may be through a person that is the least likely. But God still speaks to us. And that's why we're here. That's why you, you left your home in the bitter cold tonight to come and celebrate this child. Because it's not a story that happened 2,000 years ago. It's your story. It's, all, it's my story. God showed up in my mess, in the busyness of my routine. I wish that they would have given a biography or somebody would have wrote a book on the innkeeper. Because I bet his life probably looks a lot like yours and mine right now. If we could ask the innkeeper, what was his life like that night? He probably would have told you he was so busy that if he added one more thing to his calendar, he would have broke He's running a business, he's running a hotel, he's got people that are depending on him, right? And if he's a small business owner, he was probably working himself that night because he couldn't find anybody to work, right? You know that pressure and you know what that's like right now. And if we could talk to the innkeeper, he would probably say, I was doing the best I could with what I had. I didn't have a room, but I, I invited him behind the hotel. And that's why he ended up in a manger, and that's how he ended up in a in a feeding trough around the animals. But but I think that the innkeeper, is a lot like me, and a lot like you. And maybe you've said this to yourself before: If I add another thing to my life, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it. We got practices, we got schedules. If you got children, you know, raising kids is is a lot of work. I'm in the laboratory right now with a six-year-old, so I can't say I've raised a child yet because I'm still testing it out. And, and so I'm learning something new every day. And so raising a, a, a child is a, is a lot of work, and it's a, it's a lot, of, lot of stress sometimes. But this child, the one that we've, we've come to celebrate tonight, he doesn't add to the burdens of our life. I think that's what religion does. I think religion gives you a bunch of rules and regulations that you gotta follow and it just loads people up so much to the point where they just, they can't do it. But most folks are walking around with enough on their shoulders right now. This child didn't come to add burdens to your life, he came to lift burdens from your life. And if the innkeeper would have known that If we could talk to him tonight, if he would have known that this child wasn't coming with with more responsibility, that if he would have just let him in. He wasn't there to add more work to his life. He was there to bring purpose to his life. He was there to bring hope and healing to his life. He was there to do something for that innkeeper that that innkeeper could have never done for himself. I want to share this last verse with you because I think it, it gives us the promise of what this child will do for us if we let him in. Isaiah 9, verse 6, it says, For to us, a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And there's four promises here that this child was going to bring to the world, bring to your life. They were going to call him Wonderful Counselor, Right? I think we could all use some counseling right now. It's been a tough year. Some perspective. He's gonna bring perspective to your life. That's what a counselor does. He, he asks good questions and he brings perspective to your life. This child was gonna do that. Wonderful counselor. He was gonna be mighty God. He was gonna be strength when you were weak and down. When you felt like you couldn't keep going, his strength and his might would fill you. Everlasting Father, wisdom, when you have questions about life, right? You go to dad, you go to your father, that this child was gonna bring this promise to every person. And I think the last one and the most important, the Prince of Peace. I need could use some peace in my life right now. Maybe you could too. And I think tonight the promise still stands. I think tonight that you can probably look back on your life and recognize the places where God was knocking on the door. And it's not too late. That's the beautiful thing about this story. We're not here to condemn the innkeeper. We're here to learn from the innkeeper. It's never too late. You might have felt like you missed your opportunity. You might have felt like you missed God or you missed your moment. But I'm here to tell you there's a reason that you're in this building tonight. There's a reason why you came to this service. And maybe even right now you feel that knock. Things are really similar now to the way they were 2000 years ago. And I wanna encourage you next year, look for God in the ordinary places. He didn't show up in a sanctuary. He didn't show up in the stained glass or the big temples. He showed up on a donkey, right? In the middle of the night, just a regular person Look for God in the ordinary days of your life because he'll be there. So I want you to do this. I want you to bow your heads tonight. We're going to pray. And we got one more song. Father, we just thank you so much for your promise to us that we celebrate during this Christmas season, that we're never alone that you came to earth 2000 years ago in a manger in Bethlehem, but you're still showing up in our lives. It's more than just a story. It's more than just something that happened in history, but it's something that's happening in each one of our lives. Every single day, you're showing up. You're knocking on the door of our hearts, speaking to us. And so, Lord, I, I pray that you'd help us to be sensitive. Help us to learn from the innkeeper that we don't miss our opportunities when you're speaking to us. Help us, Lord, to look for you in the ordinary things, the sunsets and the sunrises, in conversations with family and friends. It's, that, it's there where we'll find you. And so, Lord, give us eyes to see. Help us to recognize God in our everyday, ordinary lives because that's the way you showed up in Bethlehem and that's the way you're going to show up in my life and in my friend's life tonight. So Lord, we're thankful and we're grateful. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name and everybody said amen.